vulnerability terrifies me more than anything. Well, maybe not more than spiders because they're creepy and crawly, but vulnerability is a close second. And maybe that's why it's a theme that has been coming up in my marriage and family studies degree, conversations with friends, and in my gospel studies. It is impossible to create authentic and genuine connections without vulnerability. It is impossible to succeed without vulnerability. We risk failure when we invest in anything. We don't know it's a sure outcome. We don't get that guarantee. That's a scary thought. But I've been thinking about the atonement of Jesus Christ. We can't access the atonement of Jesus Christ without being vulnerable and admitting we need help. And I believe in the atonement of Jesus Christ. So therefore, vulnerability must also be a good thing. I've been studying what Christ taught and did, and I recognize how much vulnerability he displayed and how empowering that was for him and for others. So to honor my new belief that vulnerability is an empowering and essential thing so I can create genuine and authentic connections and be empowered to create and encourage the life I want, the love I want, the reality I want, and the world I want, I want to make a more conscious effort to be vulnerable. And I figured this place would be a good place to start with this episode. So here we go. Welcome to the Empower, Create, and Encourage podcast. You're here with me, Alessandra Guerra. (laughs) Hi, welcome. Today's episode is how to empower, create, and encourage miracles in your life. Yay! While there are many ways to do this, I'm going to focus internally because I believe everything is created from the inside out. Whatever we empower, create, and encourage internally, we empower, create, and we empower, create, and encourage externally. I wanted to start this podcast with two exciting terms. The first one is called a growth mindset. So the concept of a growth mindset was developed by Carol Dweck. She's a psychologist, so I'm going to quote her here. So begin quote, open quote, however people say that. In a growth mindset, people believe that their most basic abilities can be developed through dedication and hard work. Brains and talent are just the starting point. This view creates a love of learning and a resilience that is essential for great accomplishment. Close, close, why? (laughs) Close quote. I want to expand on this a little bit. So this growth mindset concept is one created by the belief that dedication and hard work creates desired results and allows us to achieve our goals. This perspective is what makes me excited to be a lifelong learner. I know there is very little I know in the grand scheme of things. In the grand scheme of things, I'm a fetus and I know that. But the things I do know, I know them with my whole heart and soul and they resonate with my heart and soul. One of the things that resonates with my heart and soul is that beautiful life is had through a growth mindset. I can only have the life that I'm envisioning through a growth mindset, a tenacious and wisely optimistic mindset with a love of learning. And it's a humbling knowledge that I don't know everything and that I am a fetus. Something I know is that there are so many opportunities especially growth opportunities and beautiful moments in life, and especially in challenging moments in life. The second exciting term I want to share with you is called a fixed mindset. 
I'd like to quote psychologist Carol Dweck again here. So, <laughs> open quote. And I don't know why I did the air quotes. You can't see. Anyways, open quote. In a fixed mindset, people believe their basic qualities, like their intelligence or talent, are simply fixed traits. They spend their time documenting their intelligence or talent instead of developing them. They also believe that talent alone creates success without effort. To expound a little bit on a fixed, or oops, close quote, to expound a little bit on a fixed mindset, it's more of a discouragement from trying a you've either got it or you don't mentality. Let's expound on this growth mindset and fixed mindset concept and identify the differences, okay? So let's see a person with a growth mindset. A person with a growth mindset will be excited to conquer new challenges. A person with a fixed mindset will likely be discouraged by challenges and will feel inclined to quit in front of new challenges. Not always, but that's the thoughts that are going in their mind. A person with a growth mindset will see a new challenge as an opportunity to learn. And if they don't succeed in the way they envisioned, that's okay because they recognize there's other ways to succeed and other learning opportunities. While a person with a fixed mindset will believe they failed because they didn't succeed in the way they envisioned. And they will believe that it's because of their lack of skill. So a person with a fixed mindset likes to stick with what they know, what they believe. While a person with a growth mindset is open to new learning experiences and likes to try new things. One of the keys to being an empowered individual is knowing who you are, knowing the parts of you that are developed and the parts of you that you'd like to develop. We can only do that through self-inventory and a personal inventory of our heart, mind, (laughs) our heart, mind, and habits. And the reason that I call it parts of ourselves that we have developed and parts of ourselves that we want to develop, there's even parts of ourselves that we're in the process of developing. The reason I phrase it that way instead of our strengths and our weaknesses is because I feel like our strengths and our weaknesses are that. Things that we have focused on developing, things that we haven't, things that maybe we're not even aware that we need to develop that has happened to me. For example, English. English is something that I had to work very hard at through ESL, English as a Second Language, because it's not my first language. And reading, all that stuff has come to me because I've had to work very hard at it. It's not something I was born with. So that's something that I had to develop. So at a point in time, English was, yes, something that was considered that quotation mark that I'm doing again, even though you can't see. Um, it was Even though it was considered a weakness because I couldn't understand it. I couldn't read it. I couldn't speak it. Now I read. I read nonstop because I'm a nerd and I've written a book and I talk. And even though my pronunciation is not always perfect and I can't always pronounce the things that I'd like to, it's still something that I know that it's in the process of being developed. And so I think a lot of times it's so easy to be discouraged, but that's the fixed mindset mentality saying, no, you can't do it. The growth mindset mentality is, yes, you can do it. And the process of getting to do it is beautiful and enjoy what you learn and enjoy the successes you see there. So step one on how to empower, create, and encourage miracles in your life, develop a growth mindset. Invest time in developing your growth mindset. Invest time in you. We've talked about this before. You're your best investment. 
you will not be empowered to create miracles in your life with a fixed mindset. It just does not work at all. So how can you begin to develop a growth mindset? Let's start with taking a step outside of your comfort zone. Try a new experience. Learn a new hobby or skill. Commit to a new habit. I am currently recommitting to journaling daily. At the end of the day, I write down highlights, learning experiences, tender mercies of the day, and the list of things I'm grateful for. Above all, to have a growth mindset, know that failure is a concept we have created in our minds through a scarcity mindset. This is a mindset where we feel there is not enough, I am not enough, there is not enough love, not enough work, not enough opportunities, not enough money, food, etc., This I'm not enough thing can be I'm not smart enough, I'm not handsome pretty enough, I'm not exciting enough, whatever it may be. Remember that the concept of failure is birthed in a scarcity mindset and thrives in a scarcity mindset where most, if not all, feels like a lack of, not enough of. And then because of this lack of and not enough of (laughs) pronunciation again, not enough of feeling resentment and jealousy brews. It's hard to celebrate other people's successes because you feel like other people are taking things from you because there's not enough. And we've talked about this in how to empower, create, encourage success in that episode. We've talked a bit more about scarcity mindset then. So I just want to briefly mention the scarcity mindset and then just Let's identify the differences in a growth mindset because it's the opposite of that. A growth mindset stems from an abundant mindset where we feel there is an abundance of love to go around, an abundance of work to go around, an abundance of money to go around, an abundance of food to go around, an abundance of opportunities to go around, an abundance of success to go around, and so on. A person with an abundant mindset instinctively feels an abundance of gratitude. Therefore, it is easy and natural to want to share, to be understanding, and to rejoice with others and celebrate their successes. It's easy to learn from any experience because an abundant and growth mindset knows that there are successes and opportunities in every experience for everyone. So today, I want to extend an invitation with this step. Invest time to take a personal inventory of yourself and identify if a growth mindset is even something you desire. If it is, identify a step you can take outside your comfort zone. And today I want to do something special and I want to extend a second invitation with step one. I want to invite you to read one of the following three books or all of them because these following three books are my favorite so far and they have helped me to strengthen and develop my own growth mindset. Number one is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnage or Carnegie or (laughs) I'm not really sure how to say his last name. It's an amazing book and it will change the way you relate to people. And in particularly, in particular, it would also help you if you have a career in customer service, if that's something you want to do. Second is The Anatomy of Peace, Resolving the Heart of Conflict by the Arbinger Institute. This is another amazing book and it's great for self-discovery and will help you feel aligned with yourself and with your beliefs. As I shared in episode one, How to Empower, Create, and Encourage Happiness Cognitive connaissance is key to internal peace and harmony. Book three, Leadership by Self Leadership and Self-Deception by the Arbinger Institute. I love this book because it calls out the trap of thinking, I've arrived and I have nothing else to learn, nothing else to grow. It's a book about breaking self-deception and how to be a leader. It developed my perspective 
And it just shattered this belief of, I've got it. We, I don't got it. <laughs> There's so much to learn. And it gives you key things that you need to do as a leader. And it's told in a storyline perspective. They all are told in a storyline perspective. And it actually is, well, how to win friends and influence people is more like little stories. And it's told in a very fascinating way that's exciting to read. So go ahead, read that. If you like having podcasts, books, or people expound your perspective, you're going to really love those books. So go read them. Let me know what you think about the books. I'd love to hear all about it. Step two, be brave and visualize. Visualize the life that you want. Visualize what it is that you want. Be brave. Dare to dream and then dream bigger. There's been so many times in my life where I thought, (sighs) there's been so many times in my life where I thought that was it and the situation was, you know, impossible to get out of. And there's been blocks, there's been, you know, limits, and it wasn't true. And I don't know that I want to, I know we're talking about vulnerability earlier, and I don't know that I want to like share everything in, in this one episode because it's a lot, but I will share a little bit of it. And and I'll start with something that my mom says, and then I'll weave it into a small story of feeling stuck and then not being stuck just because I dared to dream and I dared to visualize. So my mom shares a visualizing technique in her coaching practice. And one thing she says that has stayed with me is that she always checks to see if people are smiling when they're visualizing what she's asked them to, or when they're visualizing what they're dreaming of. And she says, if you're smiling, you can see it. If you can see it, you believe it. If you believe it, you will achieve it. We tend to dream from where we start. We use our starting point as a point of reference. Three years ago, when I moved to British Columbia, Canada from Peru, I was broke and I was homeless. I was living in a shelter and I felt so blessed. I had a place to eat. I had a place to sleep. I had a place that gave me bus passes. I was able to keep my sleeping schedule, my workout schedule, my food schedule. These things are very important to me. And I just felt very happy to have be not abandoned. I think that's possibly the best way I can describe it. I felt protected by God. I felt like God had me. And that was what helped me have this experience, which wasn't ideal because it was a shelter with women who were recovering from addictions. And surprisingly, like it wasn't rowdy. And the people who worked there told us that. They said, you know what? It's actually surprisingly chill. And I just felt like God had me. And that felt amazing. That made me feel like I could go through whatever it was that I needed to go through and that I would be okay. And with this new belief that I would be okay, I started applying to every single job posting, but I got rejected. (laughs) They either were not hiring or they just did not call me into an interview, which is weird because usually every job that I apply for, I get an interview. And if I get an interview, I'm hired. I have a pretty good, I think I have a hundred percent success rate, except for one time where I applied to be a chef. Uh, I was, I think 15 or 16. I just kind of crazy and applied to be a chef. And um, the guy loved me so much. The restaurant owner, he said, 
you know, like I admire you coming in here for this interview. Like I've had a lot of fun with the interviews, like over an hour. I just don't think you have enough experience to be the chef for our restaurant, but I would love to hire you. And I would love to start you in the kitchen as a dishwasher. And then you can work your way to maybe being assistant chef. And I believe that you can do it. And so while he didn't hire me for the position I wanted, he did want me for another position. And that has been a huge thing for me that I'm just like, go for what you want. And other opportunities will come along. I'm getting sidetracked. So, (laughs) sorry. So there were, I was at the shelter. I didn't feel homeless. But one day there were bed bugs at the shelter and they kicked us out really early. And we had to spend the day outside. The morning, they didn't kick us out. That sounds really rude. But they said, okay, please go get lost for the day. You know, and in a nicer way, but that's how it felt. And in the morning, I just remember I felt really cold and tired. And I remember feeling homeless. I was on a bench and I remember I felt homeless and I felt devastated. And it was the first time I had felt that. And I just want to pause for a second because, so I'm from Peru originally. And in Peru, if you are homeless, our government does not is not advanced enough or because it's a third world country that people will receive you in shelters, that they will give you bus passes, which they did at our shelter, which they will feed you at shelters, which they did at our shelter. So I just want to say how incredibly blessed I am to be in Canada. And for all of you in, um, how do you say this in English? First world countries, we have a huge advantage. And that's a big thing that I'm so grateful for. So fast forward a little bit, you know, not getting called for interviews, not getting called for jobs until finally I got one. I got one interview at a gym for minimum wage and I got hired. So at this gym, I sold packages for commission. I cleaned the gym, the bathroom, and I scrubbed sinks and toilets. And there were few shifts, like there weren't enough shifts for me to actually be making as much money as I wanted so I could save up and be able to move into a new home. But finally, we were able to move into a home with my entire family. And one month after I paid healthcare, rent, my cell phone, I only had $5 left in the bank. At this point in my life, I remember thinking and visualizing $200 in the bank. I thought that was a lot of money. I was like, man, I just want two. I don't know why $200 came to mind, but I was like, I just want $200 in the bank. Oh, I just want it so badly. Then, you know, fast forward a little bit. I went into being an electrician. (laughs) Then quickly realized it's not something that resonates with my soul at all. And Suddenly I had a student loan to pay off and it was a thousand and something dollars. And I thought, how on earth will I ever get that much money? I couldn't even fathom having a thousand dollars, much less over a thousand dollars in my bank account. So very slowly through my minimum wage and another job I took on, I paid it off. I was able to have that much in my bank account and I paid it off. So it was very like, hi and bye. And I, this is what I meant earlier, where we dream from where we start from. Because I had started from broke in Canada, homeless, <laughs> broke and poor, but super blessed. If you look at the ways that I was blessed, like the shelter, food, bus passes, you know, just super blessed at the same time. But my dream was at the time $200 in the bank. So after that, I went on to get better jobs and then about a, after a year or so, 
And after some very challenging work of juggling a full-time job, a calling, a boyfriend, a school program, I had created an opportunity to study in Brigham Young University, Idaho. At that point, I had more money in the bank than I had ever had in my life. I had thousands of dollars. So should I decide to pursue the psychology program in the States, most of that money would be gone because of the conversion rate for the state, school expenses, and living expenses. But in that moment, I knew a different reality than the one I had ever known before. I knew that I could make money. $200 was no longer my starting point. I dared to dream. I dared to dream big, and then I dared to dream even bigger. In that moment, I knew I would make more money. I knew then what I know now. Money would never again be a concern for me because I was, and I am blessed in many ways, beyond what I ever could have thought impossible, before, beyond what I ever could have imagined. So visualize what you want. Dream. Dream big and then dream bigger. There is an abundance of God's love, tender mercies, and blessings. There are an abundance of miracles waiting for people who believe in them. So believe in them. Pick one area in your life, whether it's career, relationships, financial, and visualize what you want it to look like. Have a clear picture. Smile. See it. Believe it and achieve it. Make goals. Commit and follow through. Stay accountable to your dreams. Honor them. My invitation is for you to break your limiting starting points and allow yourself to dream even bigger. Step three, develop a heart of gratitude. Gratitude is essential to create miracles in your life. Miracles cannot be created without gratitude. You cannot create miracles without gratitude in your life. There are so many miracles that already exist in your life only if you open your heart and your mind to them. So record in your heart every small and big thing you are grateful for, as that is the evidence of miracles, love, and abundance in your life. I want to take a quote from Sylvia Galvez, who's a transformational coach. She also just released a message on her YouTube channel about what the message is of the COVID-19 virus. And she's also my mom, and she's pretty awesome. So let's open the quote. While the COVID-19 virus hasn't reached all of us, fear has reached many, if not most of us close quote. She goes on to talk about how fear releases cortisol, which can decrease our immune system and our ability to be empowered to create what we desire. I want to share the things I'm grateful for through the COVID-19 experience. And this again is seeing the beauty and the challenges and having that growth mindset. And I want to be careful not to seem insensitive to those that are currently faced with this virus as a challenge in any way, whether that's that they've lost someone I'm so sorry for your loss, whether it's they're at risk for the virus or they're scared. If there's anything I understand, it's fear. So my heart is with you and I'd like to share what's helping me not be afraid. I'm grateful for the time we've had to slow down. I feel like I've been running for such a long time and finally I get to slow down. And this is teaching me to be more at peace with myself and more at peace with the world. It's provided an opportunity for me to reconnect with my family and strengthen family relationships. We went to the park a couple of days ago and we did parkour as a family on the playground. And it was so fun. I have more time to cook for myself. And cooking for myself is a way to show love and investment in myself. I now wake up every day and I get to choose which passion of mine to work on whether it's my podcast, editing my book, or health and fitness. 
I suddenly have more time to focus on all these things, which were sometimes neglected before because suddenly there's time. And because there's time, I feel happier. I'm prioritizing what fulfills me. I think that a big opportunity now is being able to learn more about what satisfies me and what fulfills me and honoring that, which as we know, being aligned and consistent with our needs and beliefs is key to internal peace and harmony. When I step into the grocery stores and I see the barren shelves and I'm around these people, I feel almost like I'm soaking in feelings of panic and anxiety, but then I come home. And home is a sanctuary for me. I feel at peace in my home. So my invitation for you today is to set boundaries in place so you can feel peace and develop your heart of gratitude. If you miss socializing and connection, you can still have that. I promise. Technology is a great means for that. If you want to have a video chat or a call, let's build a community where we can empower and encourage each other to create what we desire, especially in times of uncertainty. I'm here, I stand with you, and I hope you stand with me and with each other. I also love how beautiful it is that people are being kind to strangers and saying, hey, what do you need? How can I help you? I've seen a lot of that, and I think it's really important to remember all of that stuff gratitude-wise. And something I do want to share is for a heart full of gratitude, there's no room in mocking people's fear or mocking people's pain. The funniest thing I've seen about the COVID-19 meme is, hey, if this doesn't take you out, can I? And I thought that was hilarious. Just imagine that, like a sultrier voice and like with someone who actually knows how to flirt. Like, I think that's pretty funny. But everything else, it's kind of mocking people, panicking and maybe overreacting. It's not very kind. And that kind of feeling isn't birthed in a heart full of gratitude. The more I strive to build a heart full of gratitude, the more I realize that there are miracles all around us. There are miracles all around you. Constantly they're happening, only if we open our hearts and our minds to see them. Before I go, I want to share one quick thing, just three people that I'm very grateful for this week. One is my mom. And I was going through a really hard time for something happened over a month ago, and I've been going through a hard time since then. And last week, my mom was in the kitchen with me and she looked at me and she said, life is so kind to you and it wants to be so much more kind. You have to let it be kind back and see how much kinder it is. And as soon as she said that to me, it resonated with my soul because yes, life is so kind. Yes, there have been experiences in my life where they have felt unfair or extremely challenging, but life has been kind. And I do feel blessed in many ways and extremely grateful for the life I do have and have been able to create. So thank you so much, Mama, for that moment. And thank you for parenting me. The second person I'm so grateful for is my sister, Laura, because while I was going through this really hard time, she would, I had my room locked, she would break in, (laughs) kudos to her, make sure I got out of bed, showered and went out and did things with her. So thank you so much for not letting me fall into that dark abyss. The third person is someone I haven't actually ever even met before. His name is Dallin Canland. He's the creator of the Yield Today podcast. He is very inspiring. He has a voice and a story of going and finding out what his place in the world is, and he shares real-life experiences. So Dream Chaser, if you're listening, thank you. Thank you for doing what you believe in and sharing your story, and thank you for inspiring me. 
And that's it. That wraps up how to empower, create, and encourage miracles in your life. Step one, develop a growth mindset. My invitation is to take a personal inventory of yourself and identify if a growth mindset is something you desire. If it is, identify a step you can take outside your comfort zone and read those books. Step two, be brave and visualize. My invitation is for you to break starting points and allow yourself to dream even bigger, even bigger. Step three, develop a heart of gratitude. My invitation is to set boundaries in place so that you can have time to identify what helps you develop your heart of gratitude. And there you have it. That is how to empower, create, and encourage miracles in your life. It's as ECE as one, two, three. I invite you to experiment with these steps and let me know how it goes. I want to know. Subscribe to this podcast because why not? Thank you for joining me. A truth I want to leave you with today is that no matter what happens, you are empowered to create the life, the love, the reality, and the world that you want. I believe in you. Oh, thank you.